Hey guys, this is the New Heights Church Podcast, and we just want to welcome you and thank you for joining us today. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. Here at New Heights, we exist to love people and point them to Christ. Enjoy today's service. Well, welcome to New Heights once again. Listen, I'm so excited. It's our first night to have youth on a midweek. Can we give one more big hand clap for youth? So right now, it's your time. If you're sixth grade to 12th grade, it's time to leave your seat, go out into the lobby, see Sergeant James. We have a great lesson for you. If you're not sixth to 12th grade, give two people a high five, tell them they look good in church and you can be seated. Praise the Lord. If you're watching us online, I just wanted to say it means the world to us that you would do that. Many people watch our services live and they watch them, the replays throughout the week. It means a lot to us that you would take time out of your busy schedule. And I want you to know God's available right where you are. But if you're ever in the Bryan College Station area, we'd love for you to come out to a New Heights Church service live. I promise we'll make you feel right at home in Jesus' name. All right, open your Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. I want to talk tonight. Uh, not too long, but I do want to talk on a concept that you may not hear taught on very often. Uh, it is a kingdom concept. Everybody say kingdom. kingdom. 2019, you're going to hear me teaching on kingdom a lot because it's important that we understand we are of a completely different kingdom. We are in the world, but the Bible makes it very clear that we are not of the world. So that means we do go through things, but we don't have to go through everything the way the world goes through it. Does that make sense? So what I want to talk to tonight about is a kingdom concept and a kingdom benefit, and I'm just going to call it the glory. Somebody say the glory. glory. We had a little taste of it a minute ago. We had just, we had just a, a little taste of it. And if you've ever been in the presence of God, it's, it's, it's an itch you have to scratch again. You'll spend the rest of your life trying to get back there. You'll spend the rest of your life trying to get there. See, once you've been in the fire with God, the smoke will no longer satisfy. You'll spend your life trying to find encounters with his glory. His glory can do more for you in a microsecond than all the self-help books that have ever been written. God bless all self-help books. But his glory can do things in your life and for you that literally can change every generation after you. The glory of God. Somebody say the glory. The, the, the glory of God is a very interesting thing. And I, and I want to just kind of give some definition to what we're talking about. The glory of God is not a location. The glory of God is not a location. It's not one place and only available at one place. That is good news for everybody on planet earth because we can't all be in the same spot. Does that make sense? The glory of God is not a location. Write this down. The glory of God is a manifestation. God is everywhere. 
He is omnipresent. He is everywhere all the time. Therefore, you don't ever have to wonder, does God know about your situation? Yes, he knows about your situation. When you pray, pray in faith, pray in line with the word of God. But he is not shocked by what you're going through because he is actually going through it with you. The Bible says he is closer to you than your very best friend or brother. He sticks closer than your brother would. The Bible says that that God himself, you're a joint heir with Jesus Christ. But the glory of God is not a location. Many people have spent their life trying to get to one particular location as if that's the only place that something uh, where where the power and the presence or the glory of God may be. But the glory of God is a manifestation of the goodness of God, not a location. Everybody say manifest. Manifest. It's very interesting when we read it in the Bible. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, verse 7. 1 Corinthians 12, 7. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man. Somebody say every man. Every person, effectively. It's given to every person. The manifestation of the Spirit of God is not a Pentecostal thing. It's not a charismatic thing. It's not a Catholic thing. It's not a Baptist thing. The manifestation of the Spirit of God by design and confirmed by His Holy Bible is for every person that walks in and after the things of God. That means the same manifestation that was available uh, in the upper room is available to you and me. The same manifestations that were available in the book of Acts and and throughout the Corinthians, all the way through Jude. Every one of those manifestations, the manifestations that took place in the Old Testament, they are available to me and you. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The manifestation of the Spirit of God is there for every every person, but it's there to profit with all or to profit everybody. Now, this is very important. Are you guys with me tonight? I feel like y'all are really locked in and and that that pulls on that gift on the inside of me and I turn it up a notch when y'all do this. So what it is, is the manifestation of the spirit is for everybody and it is to profit everybody. This has been abused more times than Christian, than, than we as Christians would like to admit. Because a lot of times you'll get a little manifestation And then it will begin to catch the spotlight and it will begin to profit some, but it doesn't profit everybody. Profit from the standpoint of benefit, for the benefit of. It becomes a benefit for everybody. The manifestation of the Spirit of God is for every person, but it is supposed to be benefiting everybody. If you get in the presence of God and you feel beat down, you did not get in the presence of God. Because the presence of God will lift you up. The presence of God will set your feet on a solid rock. The presence of God will remind you that he's the great author and finisher of your faith that's willing to forgive you. Now, I'm talking to believers now. If you're far from God and you're you're, you're running from God, look, you're going to feel a lot when you get in his manifested presence. Because the conviction of your sin is going to overwhelm you in his presence. There have been times where the Spirit of God has manifest so strong in service. I get up and all I do is just give an altar call. Don't even give a message. People give their heart to God by the dozens. Because the manifested presence of God. 
That word manifest in the original language could have just as easily been translated as uh, the exhibition. So the exhibition of the spirit is given to every person so that it would profit everybody. Exhibition is, I think, easier to understand than manifestation because manifestation is not a word that we use very often today. But exhibition, think about it like this. Think about a prize fighter that, that, that is about to go into a boxing match. They'll have a press conference and then they'll have a workout or they'll have uh, uh, some type of an exhibition workout where that boxer or nowadays that UFC fighter will get there and they'll go through their motions and, 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 and they'll, they'll show you all the pun. I know what you're thinking, man, he's fast. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but they'll go through their exhibition of all their different moves and we'll be able to see and experience what they're capable of. Does this make sense? Their capacity was there all along, but in that moment, there is a moment of exhibition where we get to see what they're capable of. The manifestation of the spirit of God is a, is an experience, a view or, or a representation of the power that is always available. It just show, it's just an exhibition of the power that's there. Does that make sense? So when the spirit of God manifests a lot like what, what he was doing earlier during worship, it's not like God wasn't here. It's just a manifestation. It's an exhibition of his power. It's something that you and I can see, something that you and I can experience, something that you and I can say, something just moved me. Now, when you walk with God for uh, the, the, the better part of your life, you will get more comfortable in his presence. There are things that I'm comfortable with now that I was not comfortable when I first started really getting exposed to the manifested presence of God, the exhibition of the spirit, the exhibition, the glory. Can we say glory? The glory of God. So what happens is the longer you're around it, the more comfortable you get. Let me just give you a couple of examples. You come to my house, you probably are not going to take your shoes off the first time you come to my house. But that second, third, fourth, fifth time, you're going to start feeling more comfortable. You're going to start going to the refrigerator, getting your own Coke. You're going to start grabbing the remote control and starting to change the channel yourself because you get more comfortable in a place that you had never been previously. But now you've been there several times, so you start to get more comfortable. Because the more you're there, now you know where the cloak, the coat closet is. You know where the restroom is. You know where uh, uh, the, the snacks are and the chips and all those other things. Because you've been there, you've experienced. So when the manifestation of the spirit begins to show up, the more oftentimes you have been around the things of the spirit, the more comfortable you get with the things of the spirit. Not necessarily comfort from a standpoint of disrespectful or dishonor, just comfort from a standpoint of everything doesn't shock you anymore. The fact that your, your, your goosebumps have goosebumps doesn't shock you anymore. The fact that, that your hair is standing up on the back of your neck and tears are running down your face, it doesn't shock you anymore. And you go from paying attention to the evidence, you, you stop paying attention to the evidence of the manifestation and you start pursuing the one who is actually manifesting in your presence. Does this make sense? Because the first few times you can be around some, some exhibition of the spirit, some manifestations of the spirit, it can, it can be, it can weird you out. 
You can be totally convinced that it's real and still be weirded out. You can be totally convinced that what's happening is of God and still just be sitting there going, what is going on in this place? Why are they even shouting? You, you may have never been to church before. Or maybe you come to church where they never shout or they never uh, do any of those other things. And, and I'm not here to talk bad about anybody else. All I know is that Bible that we read from says, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. And we're going to do what that Bible says. So when you get around the manifestation of the spirit, which is available for every person. And not just available for every person, but the Bible says it is to profit every person. In other words, when you get in the presence of God, it should benefit you. I need two people to say amen. Amen. When you get in the presence of God, you should receive a benefit from being around your heavenly father who knows all, created all, supplies all, goes before you, makes a way for you, reminds you who you are in your darkest day. When you get in the manifested power presence of God, something about your life ought to shift. So let me just give you a few keys, a few, a few things that are some, some, these are some of the things that you can see. In a manifested moment with God where his spirit is manifest. Many of you are, you're going to say, yep. Some of you, you might hear some stuff and you go, well, I've never seen that. Well, let me tell you something. You've probably never seen Antarctica, but you believe it's there. <laughs> you want to limit God? Start telling him what he won't do. Start telling him how he won't do it. Start putting, start putting parameters on how he can move in your life. Let me just tell you something. God is the God that when people shout, walls fall down. Okay? You, you start getting to the place where you say, however you want to do it, King Jesus, that's what I want you to do. Praise the Lord. And you look in his Bible and most of the time, you're going to be able to find examples that, that happened in our, occasionally there may be something that you've never seen, never heard, and God can still do it because he'll still do a new thing. But generally speaking, his manifestations, the exhibition of the Spirit of God, that's God. He's always here. He's always available. But sometimes he just shows up and shows what he can do. Does that make sense? Okay, are you ready? Here's some of the things that you can experience. Characteristics of the glory. The supernatural happens. This is a characteristic that's found in his glory. You can come sick and leave healed. Oh, I've heard about that before. I'm talking, you can have a growth the size of a grapefruit fall out on the floor in his presence when the glory hits. Is that the only time it happens? Nope. You can have the supernatural begin to happen. You can get it. You can walk in here and get in the presence of God, walk out of here and get a call that said, I've been thinking about you. I want to give you a job, double the pay and, and more time off. <laughs> oh, I don't think God cares about that. Well, you'll never experience it. But for those of us, who believes that he cares about us so much that he numbered the hairs on our head, I think he cares about how you supply for your family. I think he cares about that very much. The supernatural can manifest. The supernatural can manifest. Somebody say amen. Amen. Here's one. 
It's going to make a lot of sense. Thank you, Lord. Here's one that's going to make a lot of sense to you. Your emotions can get really high in the glory. Not always. And it, and it doesn't have to. It's not a requirement. It's not 100% evidence. Everybody doesn't cry. Everybody doesn't not cry. You might be sitting next to somebody who just cries all the time. His name is Jake. Oh, I love having the microphone. Your emotions run high. That's, that is a characteristic that the glory is it's either there or close. And so you'll have an opportunity. You can either draw back away from that. Oh, I don't want anybody to experience it. Or you can say, no, I've been here before. Oh, I've been here before. I, I know uh, our kids, sometimes we'll take, them, we'll take them places. And when they start getting close, they'll start seeing street signs or, or, or houses or something. That they reckon, hey, we're getting close. I've been here before. You can see the excitement just starts to get higher and higher. See, what happens is those little indicators let you know the glory's about to hit. And the more compounded that we can get our thoughts and minds and actions in one accord, the more of that glory we'll see. Did you know God never planned for a bad service? He didn't, he didn't get up there and go, all right, Gabriel, go down there. And tonight I want New Heights Church service to be off the chain. But next week, just make it a dud. No, it's available all the time. It doesn't even rest on the worship team's shoulders. It doesn't even rest on my shoulders. It rests on the shoulders of every individual that comes in here, that watches on that screen. Because you're, you're going to do one of three things. You're either going to be disinterested, which if you're lukewarm, he'll spit you out. You're going to be contrary to it. Now you're actually working against this. Or you're going to say, whoa, I sense the presence of God. I don't know everything, but I know he's coming in the room. If that's you, Jesus, I want you to come in here. We're here for you tonight, Lord. If you'll just come. Emotions. Here's another one. Uh, the gifts of the Spirit are a characteristic of the glory of God. The gifts of the Spirit include several. Probably the, the largest uh, gift that most people think about or a lot of people think about is the gift of tongues. The Bible says that when we pray in tongues, um, we should, we should uh, number one, give an interpretation if it's coming from the platform for the sake of like prophecy. But it also says that we should not uh, forbid speaking in tongues. That means, that means you don't want, you don't want to tell everybody, Hey, don't speak in tongues in this place. And then ask the Holy spirit to show up like that's his language. <laughs> How comfortable would you feel if you spoke German and, and you know, everybody in the room spoke German, but they weren't allowed to talk to you. You wouldn't show up. You'd be like, I'm not going there. I'm gonna go to somewhere that somebody speaks my language. So from the platform, you'll hear, you'll hear me or somebody else uh, speak or pray in tongues from time to time. And that's just a characteristic of evidence or it's a characteristic of the glory of God being in a manifested state or an exhibition state where he's showing off what he can do. Now, that doesn't mean 
that, that God, you know, takes over my body and controls my mouth and makes me, you know, begin to, to talk in a different language. No, that's a decision that I will make or whoever's up here that's making that decision to do that. Why? Because I know the Bible says when we pray in that unknown tongue, we're giving God praise very well, the Bible says. The Bible says you're praying out mysteries that you don't even know you need to pray. You're literally communicating with God unrestricted, unfettered. The devil has no idea what you're praying. You have a direct pipeline to God. The gifts of the spirit will begin to show up in the glory of God. Now, same scenario. You may have never seen or been around that before. All I can tell you is uh, once you have experienced the power of that type of gift, which is available for every person, you will not just pursue it the rest of your life. You will stir it up on the inside of you the rest of your life. Here's another one. These are characteristics of the glory. Somebody say glory. glory. I'm getting to the good ones, okay? I know y'all want the juicy ones. I'm starting with the tame ones first. You in, in the glory of God, you'll have peace when it doesn't make any sense. You may be surrounded by your adversary. You'll just have the peace of God. The glory of God brings the peace of God. Freedom is a characteristic of the glory. You can come in here addicted to drugs and the glory of God can hit and you'll never put that pipe in your mouth again. Here's one. This happens to me a lot. Love gets on you. It's like a, it's like a, uh, you have air, there's air in this room, but then you can get an air compressor and you can compress the air in a tank and now that air can actually make a tool work. When you get in the glory, God can compress love on the inside of you and now it will actually work in your life. You begin to love people. You get to church and you start going to church with people that don't look like you, that don't talk like you. It's real difficult to be a racist when you come to church and you're praying for somebody of a different ethnicity than yourself. That's because in the glory, love gets on you. Somebody say glory. I feel God coming in here. Even while I'm talking, I feel, just lift your hands and say this. Say, I receive the glory of God in my life and I'm expecting a manifestation of the spirit tonight. Now Pete, now preach pastor Brian. Hey, okay. You got it. Praise the Lord. Here's another one. Maybe you've never experienced this, but this is a characteristic of the glory. Doesn't happen all the time, but I've seen it. I've experienced it. There can be a holy laughter breakout. I'm talking about a holy, a holy ghost manifested characteristic of God where you can't do anything but laugh. It can change everything. I'm talking about a characteristic of the glory where it starts to shift your belief structure. All of a sudden you start to really believe God can do anything. He can cause you to laugh in troubling situations. He can cause you to laugh when things are going good. He can cause you to laugh when things are going bad. I'm looking around and I'm, I, I'm, everybody's going to get nervous now. I don't want anybody nervous, but I can tell who's been in the glory. 
Because you're sitting there, you're pulling on it. You're going, my God, I feel something coming in this place. That's the reason I walked down here. I wanted to feel what y'all are feeling. Now I'm feeling a little bit. The laughter can come on you. Just a holy, godly laughter. You said, man, that'll disrupt the service. You better believe it. You better believe it. Somebody say amen. Amen. That godly, holy laughter and then supernatural joy can get on you. And one of my favorite lines in a song we sing, uh, uh, joy divine or love divine, joy unspeakable, overflowing in my soul. Have you ever had the joy of God just overflow? I've seen people look, look stone cold drunk, myself included. I'm talking about the glory. I'm talking about the glory showing up and everything around you fades. Supernatural things happen. Your emotions run high. The gifts oftentimes are in activation. Peace when you shouldn't have peace. You see, the truth of it is, you don't get the breakthrough at the manifestation. You get the breakthrough of the revelation that the manifestation is coming. I'm going to say that again. You don't get the breakthrough at the manifestation. The breakthrough shows up when you get the revelation that the manifestation is on the way. Now you'll start shouting and thanking God before the prodigal son comes home because you got a revelation that prodigal sons come home. Now the glory hits and you start getting excited about something you hadn't seen yet because you know that God's going to do exactly what he said he can do because you look back just long enough to see the 157 battles that he has brought you through victorious and you say, he'll bring me through this next one. Now all of a sudden a joy gets on you that you can't even describe. Your friends don't understand it. Your family don't understand it. All you know is you've had a little bit of it and you want a lot more of it. I'm talking about joy. Somebody say joy. Hope gets on you. Hope that God will do exactly what he said he would do. Here's one. Compassion will get on you. In in the glory. When the glory hits. When the glory hits, some compassion can get on you. Compassion will drive you to do anything. When you get When you get compassionate about something, you'll alter your day for the sake of what you're compassionate about. Here's one. The gift of faith will get on you. The gift of faith. You'll start believing God for stuff you couldn't even spell last week. It happened with this building. I kept asking God, you want us to have that building? You want us to have that building? Finally, I decided he was trying to tell us to get the building. Before you know it, all of a sudden, I got in the presence of God. The glory hit me, and what was scary now seemed easy. Because the supernatural gift of faith that can manifest in your life, that can exhibit in your life when the glory hits. Somebody say glory. Glory. Well, I feel y'all just pulling on the spirit right now. Just pulling on the spirit. Just pulling on the spirit. He responds when you do that. Last one, then I'm going to move on. 
This one's a little different. It'll take just a second of explaining, unless one breaks out. <laughs> Signs and wonders. Signs and wonders when the glory hits. Doesn't, doesn't always happen. But when it does, there, I, know, I know people personally that have had encounters. I've had encounters where the glory hit and things happen that I just couldn't explain. I've been, I've been physically touched before in the glory. And I, there was nobody around me. There was nobody close to me. But sure as I'm standing here, something touched me. Signs and wonders. What is a sign for? A sign is for unbelievers generally, but they work for us too. But a sign is to show that God's who he said. And a wonder makes you wonder. Did I just see that? Here's, here's one that we've seen a lot in charismatic circles. People falling out when they're being prayed for. Or I've seen it happen a lot when they're not being prayed for. Just falling out. You may have heard it, you know, slain in the spirit uh, is one term. That's not in the Bible. The term slain in the spirit is not in the Bible. But that is a wonder that seems to show up when the glory hits. I've seen it uh, with people old, young, fat, skinny. Uh, I used to catch a lot of people with different people, so I knew exactly if they were fat or skinny. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I was like, hold up. Hit them, Lord. (laughs) My children, my children, see, it can really happen when children are around. Because they don't have all the junk that gets on us. When God starts speaking to them, they don't have all those blocks in their ears. They'll hear God. I remember last summer we were at, we were at one of the church camps, and my son, who at the time he was nine, we're sitting there just worshiping, and all of a sudden, bang! He bounces off the floor, and I look down, and he's just laying there. I pick him up because there's people everywhere. I don't want him to get stepped on, so I pick him up. Said, "You okay?" "Oh yes, sir. Yes, sir." Next thing you know, I turn around, bang! Hits the ground again. So now I stand over the top of him because there's people everywhere. So I just stand over top of him. I said, you okay? He said, he said, yeah, dad, Jesus is really touching people tonight. I said, yeah, a lot of, a lot of the kids that went with us had never been in an environment. Now he's been in some environments like that. A lot of kids that went with us never been in an environment anywhere remotely like that, remotely like that. And they're falling on the floor. Nobody's touching them. Nobody's around. It doesn't have to happen that way. It can be somebody touching them. I've seen people hit them with their jacket. I've seen people blow on them. All of a sudden, you say, well, that's weird. Yeah, it's a wonder. (laughs) How can you be comfortable in that? How can you be comfortable to take your shoes off at my house? You got to be there a minute. You begin to say, "I'll, I'll move with God any way God wants to move. You, you take the restrictors off God. 
You stop telling him, move in this way. You know, don't do anything that would freak me out. Don't do anything that would weird out my friend. Let me tell you something. You come to this church and you pray that God doesn't do something weird and freak your friend out. You're just about guaranteed something weird's going to happen on the service that you bring your friend. And you'll find out almost all the time that your friend is not nearly as weirded out as you are because they've been looking for something real in their life. They've been looking for a God. I want a God that jumps off the pages of that Bible, not some dead God that somebody's trying to talk about that can't do nothing for me. I want a God that'll move on my behalf. I want a God that whenever he walks in the room, the devil himself cowers in fear. I want a God whenever he shows up, cancers wither and die. I want a God that shows up when meth falls out of people's pockets. I want a God that shows up and all of a sudden migraines are never allowed in your home again. I want a God that'll do something in my life. Just because people aren't comfortable with the manifested power and presence of God doesn't mean I'm going to tear those pages out of the Bible. I want every part of that God. So here's, here's some of the times that he'll show up, okay? Here's some of the times when the glory will manifest. When there's an exhibition of the Spirit. He's always here. Don't ever pray, God, where are you? He's right there. But that exhibition of the spirit. Here's here's one way that the glory shows up. One of the times the glory shows up. Sometimes it's just a sovereign display. Right now, very strategically, open your heart and your mind because God is going to be dealing with you for the next 10 minutes. Sometimes it's a sovereign moment that you didn't even know you were born for. When Moses found God in the burning bush, he wasn't doing anything different that day than he'd done days before. But it was a sovereign, divine moment. And the manifestation of the Spirit altered every generation underneath him. Sometimes it's just a sovereign moment. The young lady that I talked to this morning was just a soft, this afternoon was just a sovereign moment. She didn't go on that street corner saying, I hope some preacher comes by and talks to me. Sometimes it's just a sovereign display. I walked in my office one time. It's not the only time something like this has happened. One time in particular, I remember I got out of my car and I have my bag that I carry my notes in and I was... I was walking in. I'm trying to be nice, but something's just on me, just, just, just pushing on me so hard. And I know him. I've experienced him before. So all I could do is I just got in my office and I dropped my bag and I just went and got on my knees and put my face in a chair. And for the next 20 minutes, the only thing that made sense was to weep. I don't, I don't know why. I don't remember praying more that day. Sometimes a sovereign moment will cause the glory of God to come in your life, come in your home. When that moment comes, don't ignore him. We have a great plan of service. 
for every service. Tia was about to take the stage and she does a phenomenal job and would have navigated the moment perfectly. But I knew God was ready to do something right in the middle of that worship service. Sometimes it's just a moment and you don't want to miss the moment. Sometimes it's sovereign. Number two, the first, the first, the first way in time that you'll see the glory hit is a sovereign moment. The second, second time, second area, second arena that you'll see the glory hit is when God looks and sees resilient faith. When you set your jaw and you say, I may die in this ditch, but I'm not moving another inch. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were told, you better bow to that demon statue. Or we're going to burn you in a furnace. We're going to throw you in a fire. You're just going to have to burn me then. No, we're going to burn you. We're going to heat it up seven times hotter. The minute you make that stance, you better know the devil's about to turn the heat up and threaten you again. My favorite scripture in the Bible. Be it known unto thee this day, O king, we do not bow to statues. We do not bow to other images. Our God whom we serve can deliver us and he will deliver us. But even if he does not, I'm not bowing. Resilient faith can, call, can cause the glory to hit in your life. And the glory causes the gift of faith to spring up in your life. So when you decide to take a stand of faith, and I mean really take a stand, all of a sudden the Bible says they threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire. They were tied up. And the Bible says they looked in the fire and they were loosed. They were walking around unhurt. And there was another man in the fire. And they said, that looks like the Son of God. You see, the manifestation of the glory showed up in the Son of God meeting them when he looked down and saw resilient faith. Sometimes resilient faith is what God's looking for. Can you set your jaw when you decide to replace your back up with backbone? When you decide to get serious and say, I'm just not backing off. No, no, you got to understand. You're going to have to do this. They're never going to... Well, they're just not going to understand me. I'm not, I'm not backing up on that one. What do you mean? Well, I thought this. I thought... No. My God can deliver me and he will deliver me. But even if he doesn't, I'm not bowing to that demon. Resilient faith. Number one, sometimes it's just a sovereign display. Number two, resilient faith. Number three, obedience to his word. The Bible says in Acts chapter 10 that an angel showed up to a man's house named Cornelius 
And the Holy Spirit came thereafter when Peter showed up. But the angel said to him, he says, your prayers and your giving has built up a memorial in heaven before God on your behalf. His obedience to God's word had caused a memorial, a statue to be built in heaven that God couldn't ignore and boom, the glory hit his house. Obedience to God's word. Jesus went and got baptized and as soon as he got baptized, the Bible says the Holy Spirit descended in the form of a dove. That had been a wonder to behold. Then the Bible says when the Holy Spirit was coming down, God the Father spoke from heaven. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Don't you know that would have been a wonder? Everybody just sitting around. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? All he was doing, the Bible said Jesus doesn't do anything that his dad didn't tell him to do. He didn't see his daddy do. Simple act of obedience. You've never been water baptized? It's not just a natural act. It's a supernatural event. And the glory can hit your life. If you've never been water baptized, register to be water baptized this month. All you have to do is text the word all in to the number 313131 on your cell phone. The Bible says in the upper room, this is the book of Acts chapter number two. It was about 120 of the disciples, Jesus followers, and they were all gathered together and they were there for one reason, because Jesus told them to be there and to wait. They were there for 10 days. You know what happens after 10 days? You find out you can't make it happen. Whatever it is. Sometimes you're going to have to wait long enough for you to realize it's not your fight. And the minute you decide to just walk in obedience, that's the minute the glory is about to show up. They were just there. How long are we going to wait? Well, till the glory hits. Well, how, how, what, when? I, I don't know. We'll know when it hits. What's it going to look like? Not sure. But we'll know when it hits. We'll, we'll know when it hits. Look at your neighbor. Just tell him, we'll know. We'll know. What's revival look like? You don't have to explain it when you're in it. It's getting close to where we're fixing to have to start. I don't know. We're going to have to number the seats in here and make people take a ticket or something on Sunday morning. But we're getting close to it right here. Do another service or two. I don't care. We'll do a hundred of them. Sometimes the glory is just a sovereign decision God made based off his timing. Sometimes it's your resilient faith. Sometimes it's your obedience to the word. Simple obedience is better than any sacrifice you could ever come up with. Last one. And this is probably... The most respondent of everything that I'm talking about. This is probably the, the act or method that brings about the glory more consistently than anything else. The Bible says in Psalm 22 and 3. Psalm 22 and 3. That God himself 
will inhabit He will inhabit the praises of his people. That word inhabit, it, it's, it's more closely the word like he'll come and just sit down. When you come to my house, if you just stand there, you're probably not very comfortable. But if you come to my house and sit down, you're probably comfortable being there. He's most comfortable when we worship him. Probably the most respondent, the, the, the way that the glory of God manifests more than any other way is when we worship. That's why when when myself or wherever you may be or the, a worship leader or somebody leading a song says, lift your hands. You're not cool if you don't. On the exact contrary, you could actually be a hindering agent in making God more comfortable. Because when we worship him, he's bound by his word to come and inhabit, to flow through the room. Sometimes it'll feel like he's going right through you. And all of a sudden, things begin to shift. Do, do problems go away? Not always. But they lose the first place position in your heart. Because his presence just begins to permeate. And the glory begins to come. And he begins to sit where he wants to be more than anything else amongst his people. He created man for fellowship, he created woman to point out all the areas he was wrong. Just kidding. I couldn't help it. He created humanity for fellowship. Fellowship. And when we worship him, see what he wants more than anything else is to reside with you. And when we worship him, it allows him to do so. It's what he wants. You can't really, there's not much else you can give God that only you can give him. You say, well, I can give him a hundred bucks. Billy can give him 150, whatever. I can, I can buy a new church building. Well, Susie can buy a new church building. But Susie can't give him your worship. Billy can't give him your, only you can give him your worship. And when you and me get in one mind and one accord, that means we got one intention. Doesn't mean we're in one Honda. <laughs> means we get in one intention, one 
purpose, one goal. And then it gets laser focused. Oh, Lord, we're here for you tonight. We're going to worship for the next few minutes. I'm believing God that as we worship, that the manifestation, the exhibition of his spirit, the glory is going to invade this place. Invade who you are. Invade what some of you may have never seen it. May have never seen it like this. But it's one of those things you can't deny. You can't go away from. You can't, you can't come to the conclusion that that's not the case. You just may have never seen it before. Because when the glory hits, he is experienced, seen, and felt. And his power, purpose, and presence changes the core of who you are. And you begin to go, wait a minute. Why, why all of a sudden am I so sensitive? That's because he's taking you back to that original plan. Why all of a sudden do I just feel, I shouldn't feel peace right now. I got all these problems in my life. Some of you may be dealing with a, a death or a sickness or you're not supposed to have peace in that situation. But when the glory hits... You say, well, how will I know when it hits? When you want him at the level, at the level that refuses to take no for an answer, that's when the glory hits. The Bible says there was a guy, it's the last story I'm going to tell, then we're going to sing. There was a guy in the Bible and he he found out somebody was coming to his house late at night. So he went to his neighbors because he didn't have any groceries. He went to his neighbors and knocked and he said, I need some bread to feed this visitor. I had to come to my house late at night. And the guy said, man, we're asleep. We're in bed. Go home. I'll give you something tomorrow. And the Bible said that the man who wanted some bread, he knocked even more. And the guy who was in bed got up and gave him everything he wanted. In other words, when you refuse to take anything less than what that book says, that's when what that book says exhibits itself in your life. Let's all stand up. Let's go to that same place. Lord, I ask in Jesus' name, every hand lifted. I'm asking in Jesus' name that you would come in this place now. However you see fit, Lord. We want your glory here. We want your power. I'm asking you to break addictions. To break issues. I'm asking you to change our hearts. But I'm asking Lord that we. That none of us leave here the same tonight. Everybody say this. Say Lord. I'm open. To whatever you would do. Tonight. In Jesus name. Now just worship the Lord. We worship.
weeks, I'm going to teach on the power of sound. And I'll show you why the devil wants to keep you so quiet. When you were a kid, you were loud. You get to be an adult, it's almost like the devil knocked the shout out of you. Your shout might be the most powerful weapon you have. Don't lie to me. If you sensed his glory tonight, just lift your hand. Cancer is being destroyed tonight in Jesus' name. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here today, you're not right with God. This is what he's about. It's what he's for. To love you. If you're not right with him, you're far from him. Or you used to walk with him and you kind of turned away. But you want to give your life to him for the first time or the first time in a long time. When I count to three, you lift your hand, tall and bold. And you'll be added to that role in heaven. One, two, three. Lift your hand. I see that hand, I see that hand, I see that hand, I see that hand, I see that hand. God love you, ma'am. God love you, ma'am. I see that hand, thank you. I see that hand, thank you. I see that hand, thank you. I see that hand, God bless you. I see that hand. If you lifted your hand or you wanted to, pray this prayer after me. The whole church is going to help us pray. We're going to do it together. Say this, say, oh God, I come to you now and ask you to save me. Write my name in your book. I believe Jesus died and rose from the dead for my victory. I turn from sin and I turn to you. I'm a Christian now on my way to heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Give God a hand of praise, church. Last question I'm going to ask. If you're here and you need a great church. I just want you to know two things. Everybody needs a good church and everybody needs a good pastor. This is a good church and I'm a good pastor. If you've never made New Heights your home, this is your first time here, you've been coming for a while. We have classes coming up towards the end of the month, but the first thing you need to do is just make the declaration, this is home for you. The Bible says those that are planted in this house, they'll flourish in God's courts. Maybe this is new to you. All I can tell you is tonight was the tip of the iceberg. God's doing things in your life in moments like this. The Bible also says that if we'll get planted as we flourish, the scripture says that you become a partaker of every gift that's on this house. I want the glory of God not just to manifest in here. I want it in your car. I want him in your car. I want him in your living room. All these other places. So if that's you and you say, you know what? I want to take that step of faith tonight. I'm not going to put this microphone in your face. I'm not going to call you the front. And I would never want to embarrass you. But if you want to make New Heights your home tonight, when I count to three, lift your hand tall and bold, and we're just going to give you a big round of applause and celebrate that great decision. If you want to make New Heights your home church, when I count to three, lift your hand. One, two, three, lift your hand. God bless you. Anybody else tonight? Way to go, man. Big decision. Huge decision. Another one back here. God bless you. Love you. It's wonderful.
one more time. All our new members, all the new people that gave their heart to Jesus, lift your hands. Unrestricted, unfettered, complete access to the Father because of the blood of the Son. time one more time hands up who gave their life to Jesus tonight and every person who's joining our church stop by the light wall after service let us get a little information from you want to let you know about the classes we have coming up let me tell you something the Lord just spoke to me in my spirit as I was looking out I see the glory of God on your faces I see the glory of God I see the Shekinah glory of God on your faces when you go pick your kids up out of kids church you don't have to make it any weirder than it can be But give them a big hug. Tell them you love them. Because right now is a moment when you've been in the presence of God. And the anointing that you're feeling is very transferable. When you pick them up out of kids' church, tell them you love them. How was kids' church? When you go home, hold the hand of your spouse. If you're with your spouse right now, grab their hand. If you're not married and the person next to you is cute, grab their hand. Not really. Praise the Lord. I love that church. Glory to God. Got me a man first night. I mean, I think he really knows what he's talking about because he was cute. I think you think everybody's cute. Praise the Lord. When you've been in the presence, go, go tell somebody you love them. Go hug them. Take a moment with them. Take a moment with your children. You don't have to tell them, oh man, kids, listen, you know, here's pastor's five points. Open your Bible. No, you can just love them. Give them the very best version of you. The best version of you is fresh out of his presence. Fresh out of the glory. Don't you just, you're not mad at anybody right now. Just feeling good. Give them the very best of you. Does that make sense? Those of you who are joining the church, so proud of you. It's a great decision. Best decision you can make, I believe. Outside of choosing Jesus, is choosing to make his house a priority. Because he'll change your very life. Somebody say amen. So I'll lift one hand and we'll pray a blessing on you. Lord, I ask you to bless your people coming in. Bless them going out. Bless them in the city and the field. This glory that I see resting on each person, I'm asking you that it would continue. And I'm asking you, Lord God, to continue to compress it here at New Heights Church. We're going to come in this place not expecting business as usual. We're going to come in this spec, in this place expecting the glory of Almighty God to show up. Because when you show up, God, everything is possible. Lord, bless them in the city and the field, this day and every day. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you.
Make sure and take a few of these invite cards. I'll be teaching on Knock Knock this weekend. It's a great message to share with your friends. God bless you. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there are a couple of things that I'd love for you to do. Number one, subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episodes will always be in your feed waiting for you, ready when you are. And secondly, follow us on social media. That is the best way to stay up to date on everything happening at New Heights. We look forward to you joining us next time on the New Heights podcast. And if you are ever in the Bryan College Station area, we invite you to come out to New Heights Church for a live service. I promise we'll make you feel right at home.